With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Truth About Trucking, live, hosted by Alan Smith, a 30-year OTR veteran, business entrepreneur, and motor carrier transportation consultant, specializing in assisting students and new drivers, and pushing forward to raise the standards of the trucking industry. And now, live from beautiful Citrus County, Florida, here's your host, Alan Smith. Welcome to the show, everyone. Truth About Trucking Live. Uh, appreciate you tuning in this evening. And it is still Monday, June 29th, 2009. And we are only a few weeks away from celebrating our one-year anniversary right here on Blog Talk Radio, where we were the first and only full-scheduled and complete talk show solely committed to bringing you the truth about the trucking industry, both good and bad, and sharing with you, students and new drivers, the uh, sometimes the topics that nobody else wants to talk about when it comes to this vocation known as over-the-road trucking. Uh, at that time, there were no talk shows about trucking. I mean, no full, complete, and real actual talk show on BTR, and then we came along and as Donna would say, bada bing, bada boom, Truth About Trucking Live hit the airwaves. And the very first of its kind trucking talk show was born on Blog Talk Radio. And uh, so we kind of paved the way with the first ever regularly scheduled trucking talk radio show on BTR. That was kind of cool. And and having generated thousands of listeners across the planet thus far, and um, that is what is so amazing. And listeners not only from the U.S., but uh, Truth About Trucking Live has listeners from Canada and South America, Switzerland, all over Europe, Japan, Kuwait, uh, a lot of military personnel listening to us. And uh, I just recently received an email from a listener in Africa. And, yes, I said Africa, uh, who tunes in to listen to our show. And uh, I wanted to read you his email uh, to you as I, just as I received it. It says, Alan, I am employee of the African, and I won't give you the name, uh, located here in Kampala, Africa. I have been listening to your program for many months, and just to tell you how much I appreciate your show. My hope is to one day make it to America to live in free democracy and perhaps work as a driver in the States. You tell of the upsides to the industry as well as many downfalls, but I know this only to give out the true information and to make industry better. I could tell you of much harassment drivers experience here where I live, very violent abuse at times, but I know someday I will make it to your country and listening to Voice from America continues to give me hope. 
Thank you for what you do. Well, if you're listening this evening, I want to thank you for listening. And uh, I appreciate your email and kind words. But all I do here is just talk and share uh, uh, my viewpoint, my thoughts about OTR trucking and try to point out the scams and things to watch out for that I believe go on, when, uh, especially when first starting out in this vocation. And, and some people... Uh, don't like me uh, telling the truth sometimes, but, you know, well, who cares? And but, uh, but I hope that you make it to America, and if you do, no, no, not if, but when you do, uh, look me up and I will take you out to eat some great American food. So how about that? And don't forget, so you have a standing open invitation when you make it to the U.S. of A. And... Um, and none of this really, our, our, our uh, Truth About Trucking e-books, uh, Truth About Trucking Live, uh, our blogs, articles I write, um, uh, emails I answer, phone calls return, none, none of that is really about me. I, I'm getting too old to be concerned with recognition and all of that silly kind of stuff. It's, it's really all about you, the student drivers, new drivers, the listeners, followers of our show and our blog, askthetrucker.com, and because really, without the readers, without the listeners, without any of you, what, what's really the point? Uh, I get a lot of thank yous from people all over all the time, and, and I appreciate it a great deal, but I'm really the one who should be thanking you, because without you, anything I do really is meaningless. And it's it's emails like that one that keeps me going. Uh, many times, you know, this... This old body is just ready to lay it all aside and just live my life quietly and spend my days... Uh, on other things that I enjoy doing, but then another email like that one arrives, and and uh, I, I make myself get up and get back to work, and and here I am again on Truth About Trucking Live, and I and I think to myself, you know, if I can end up just helping just one student today or just one new driver today, just from some question I answer on our blog or, or something I say on one of the shows, um, you know, then how great is that? I mean, it sounds kind of cliche, I know, but that's who I am, and uh, there's just too much hate out there today. You know, I'll I'll live my life the way I feel life should be lived, and and when I lay my head down at night, I have no problem sleeping, and so that's that's how I see it anyway. So uh, if you think it's cliche or whatever, you know, well, that's just the way it is. But but what about that guy's email? Uh, I mean, do we have any idea really how lucky we are to live in the United States of America? I mean, is it perfect? Certainly not, but. But we'll never be perfect because man cannot be perfect. But if you ever get to the point where you hate America, like like many do, even though they enjoy everything America has to offer, which I kind of find ironic, but uh, and like many of those in power in Washington D.C. do, and you know, and come on, let's not kid ourselves. Many of those in D.C. hate America. They hate the military. They hate religion. Uh, they hate the concept of democracy and freedom and justice and and uh, they're so openly uh, blatant about it from the laws and legislation and policies that they pass that will, without a doubt, uh, hurt America and the American people. And might not see it right away, but several years from now, you know, you'll trust me, you'll be feeling it big time. That's how I see it anyway. The, the cap and trade is just one example. It's obvious that they are um, purposefully trying to hurt America the way I see it. And, uh, and if some people could just... Uh, 
try to look at things honestly and open uh, with themselves, they I would think they would admit it too. But but that's how life goes. Uh, many in the Democrat Party, many in the Republican Party, they have uh, actually turned their backs on their own country and seeking only um, power and money and greed, and they don't really care who or what they take down. Um, I mean, laugh if you if you will, but but wait and see. Uh, for the first time in history, legislation and laws are being passed that haven't even been read. And, um, you know, uh, we the American people, maybe we're a little bit to blame, uh, sitting back doing nothing and, and letting those in power just do whatever they want to do, taxing this, taxing that, just taxes, taxes. But you want to pass the cap and trade? Oh, okay, well, it must be good if the government wants it, so... But in several years, it's going to lead every American family to pay an additional $7,000 per year in taxes, and it's going to lead to incredible outsourcing, and Americans will lose an average of 2.5 million jobs more per year. And uh, they say we're going to cut down on this carbon footprint uh, footprint thing here in the U.S., but, but countries like China and North Korea, they're just going to offset it by just increasing theirs. But, oh, you know, well... You know, just let somebody else worry about it and, and speak out against it. You know, well, I'm too busy, but we're too busy. But um, that's just how it goes. I, I wonder how often those uh, D.C. cats just sit around and laugh at us, you know. I bet they do it quite a bit. And uh, I don't even really want to start on global warming. That's that's another show maybe. But But even with all this stuff going on in America, it's still the best place on the planet, and it always will be. Eventually... You know, maybe these people will come to their senses, in my opinion, and get back on track. A, a lot of suffering will have to be gone through, but eventually we'll get back on track. But um, if you think times are tough now, well, brother, just I think just wait and see. Taxes like you've never seen are coming. And um, while many of uh, you enjoy the freedom and benefits that America offers and still find the time to uh, bash the country, I would suggest going to uh, uh, go to Africa. Go uh, go to uh, Turkey, or even closer, go to areas of Mexico, South America, live there a while. Check out Saudi Arabia or, or North Korea. Or if you want to go tropical, um, move, over, move down to Grenada. Live there for three, four, five years, and, and then get back with me and let me know how other places around the globe compare to the lifestyle here in America. And, and I find it ironic that so many Canadians scramble to come to the U.S. for their health care. Uh, people in other countries with socialized health care are on a six-month waiting list to see a doctor just for the common cold. Uh, and many of the elderly suffering from uh, fatal Ill- illnesses are turned down for care because they are, uh, well, too old, uh, not important. And and now the socialized health care insanity is what our... Uh, leaders are working to pass through so i I just think it's crazy so so hold on everyone like the president said earlier you ain't seen nothing yet and that's the only thing he has said that i really agree with but um okay enough of politics how did i get on that uh must have been built up in me or something i don't know okay enough of that uh okay then i'll show this uh for this evening uh, back on the topic of abuse and harassment within the workplace, uh, within the trucking industry. Um, 
important issues that need to be discussed and brought out more into the public awareness. And even though many of you uh, want to be like the ostrich and bury your head in the sand and pretend that it doesn't exist, it does exist. And we are talking about it again right here on Truth About Trucking Live. Our um, call-in number is 347-826-9170. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, uh, I've got a lot to go through. Try to get you on as quick as I can. But uh, even just a one-minute call, I know it's a long-distance call for many of you, but even just a minute, we'd love to hear from you and have you participate in the show. And you know 95% of talk show listeners never call in. I guess that's why we're called listeners. But uh, at last count, Truth About Trucking Live has brought in, I just looked at it a minute ago, uh, it was at 14,667 listeners. That's where we stand right now. And, uh, you know, that's not all at one time, but all the listeners that uh, we've generated so far since we started last July. So if you'd like to be a part of the 5% who do call in, just know you are welcome here on Blog Talk Radio. And, uh, again, our call-in number is 347-826-9170. So dealing with uh, workplace harassment, Donna's just over there typing away. What are you doing? Oh, chat. Oh, chatting. I should have known. Okay, yeah, you take care of that for me then, huh? Okay, <laughs> doing what she like, doing what she loves to do, chat and talk. Dealing with uh, workplace harassment, the the real topic of the show this evening, and uh, our uh, our last show we had uh, several guests and we spoke for a couple hours about many of the of the abuses and harassment issues going on in the trucking industry that is uh, kept so quiet, swept under the rug uh, by the industry and the news media and. And uh, I'm sure a lot of money is passed around in order to keep it so hush-hush, but, but we're talking about it. And and it's not every trucking company. There are uh, many good trucking companies out there. There are even near-gray companies out there, in my opinion. Uh, none are perfect, but, but you know, let's be fair. You do hear, you do hear a lot of uh, negatives about OTR trucking, and there are a lot of scams in the industry, again, um, uh, I hate to say it, but we were the first and original truth about trucking who brought it out in the open. What can I say? For um, But for years, drivers kept quiet about all the scams and nonsense that goes on in the industry. Uh, nearly uh, nearly four years ago, uh, we we got the side up and started going, and um, uh, just the first of its kind and the topics that nobody wanted to talk about. You know, I'd hear things like, uh, don't talk bad about OTR trucking. You'll hurt the industry. But somebody needed to hurt it. Students being taken advantage of, the the multi-million-dollar business, and you know the one I'm talking about, the leasing scam. Uh, some of the CD, uh, CDL schools out there that will take your money even when they know that you won't be able to get a job. Uh, somebody needed to point these things out and, all these kids coming on board all excited about a new career. And and um, do you know how many thousands and thousands of students and new drivers are beaten down every day, year after year, by all of these lies and scams in this industry? I mean, forget about the students and new drivers for a minute. What about the thousands of veteran drivers that are still beaten down year after year from all these scams and lies in the industry? And, and everyone of you know exactly what I'm talking about, even, even though um, – some may still want to deny it, but um, 
I mean, deny it, knowing full well how many drivers, new and experienced, are being hurt every day still by some of the companies and schools fighting to pay uh, their bills, even before the recession, fighting to keep their homes or cars, uh, forced dispatch when you're out of uh, hours, and dispatch says you've got to take the load, and and safety is telling you you've got to shut down. And when you shut down, dispatch uh, punishes you by making you sit for two to three days, making no money, um, telling you to drop your truck off at one of their yards, and you do it all correctly, and then they turn around and place an abandoned vehicle claim on your DAC report, and so nobody else will hire you, uh, just destroying your livelihood. Uh, could care less that you have a family at home dependent on you. I mean, they don't care. Some of these... Uh, Little dispatchers and load coordinators just think they are all so powerful because they can run your life because they have this lying scam thing called the DAC report. And all these types of acts that play out in OTR trucking and nobody wanted to talk about it. But, you know, I'm no longer in OTR, so I can talk about it. And um, here we are again. So, And you, uh, and you know what? A, a, a great deal more people have jumped in on the cause, people who are not afraid to let the truth be known, finally, and people who are not obligated by funds they receive by uh, organizations or such, and so they, they have to talk nice about OTR trucking, and and uh, I'm not going away anytime soon, so you handful of trucking companies out there, how many of you there are, and you CDL schools that take advantage of these students so you can line your pockets with their hard-earned money, and a year later... When that student still has no job, all you say is, well, times are tough right now. Well, yeah, times are tough, so why did you take their four or $5,000 when you knew they wouldn't be hired? And uh, I, I love it when they tell the student, well, it may take a year, but things will get better and you'll find a trucking job then. Well, yeah, did, did you tell them that after a year goes by that the schooling you just charged them for will basically be useless? Did you tell them they would most likely have to... Uh, take the school all over again? I mean, did you tell them that? And I love the companies that offer a refresher course. I mean, I mean a refresher course? Uh, how much are you charging for that? But, you know, still, fortunately, thank goodness, there are some decent and honest CDL schools out there, like um, uh, Eagle Training Services out of Illinois. And that there are still many really good trucking companies that at least try to do right and treat the driver right and work to provide a viable employment for drivers, like um, off the top of my head, like Crete and Heartland Express and Schaefer and Rail Transport, to name a few. But those companies that continue to abuse students and drivers, you know, if you never change... If all you do is keep scamming these kids and new drivers and experienced drivers even just to add more dollars to your bottom line, you know, maybe one day you'll be gone. I mean, like like the 3,800-plus companies that disappeared in 2008. And, and the sad thing about that is that I'm sure most of them were probably good, decent companies. And yet uh, you um, sad excuses for employers, You're, you scammers, just keep on trucking, don't you? But... But it's all set up so nicely for your benefit. Uh, newcomers to trucking have no choice but to spend that first year with you. And for some reason, these guys and gals just have to pay their dues that first year or so. I mean, why? Why do they have to pay their dues? Why can't they just provide for themselves 
and their families. As long as they do their job like you want them to do, uh, why can't they just do that? Uh, why can't they just pay their bills and put food on the table? Why do they have to suffer? Uh, why do they have to uh, suffer just for wanting a job? And, and maybe there maybe there are going to be more trucking companies to go out of business in the future. Um, and unless some of those change from their uh, scamming ways, I hope, I mean I hope, you will be some of them that disappear. And I'll be the first, I guarantee you, I will be the first to stand up and say good riddance because life will be better without you. Let 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 you little dispatchers and load planners and coordinators, any one of you that have lied to Dak to run a driver's career, let let you get out there and try to find a decent and good job. See how you like it. Um, okay, I got on another little rant, didn't I? What are we talking about? We've, we've talked about the abuse and harassment that uh, many driver trainees are experiencing out there in OTR world. And uh, the, there are thousands of excellent driver trainers and drivers who uh, conduct themselves at a high standard of professionalism. And, uh, again, there are many trucking companies that adhere to um, high standards for their employees when it comes to harassment complaints and follow the guidelines and rules set forth within their company policies. And uh, regardless of what I might say or what others might say, there there is good in trucking, and you can make a good living at it. Uh, after you pay your dues, uh, after you finally land that job with a good, honest, decent company, and many will say that, those are few and far between, but but there are good companies out there. I want to make that clear. I mentioned a few earlier. I uh, I speak with drivers daily, uh, either through uh, our Skype number, uh, through email. Uh, I speak with many daily uh, who are running themselves to death, so to speak, even now during the recession. It's uh, highly possible it's because they're with a good company, so... Don't tell me that all trucking companies are bad. There are, uh, uh, there was a point when I believed that too, but then I hooked up with a great company. I discovered they do exist, like um, Core Carriers out of Kansas. It's a great company, uh, one of the best. Um, they do exist. It's just the silly thing about having to pay your dues before you get there. It's absurd, uh, but for now, that's the uh, that's just the way it is. Um, and we all know about the uh, handful of companies that continue to have their problems with reported abuse and harassment, uh, bullying by these uh, so-called driver trainers, leaving the uh, trainee uh, stranded, uh, mental and physical abuse, uh, female trainees being harassed and raped. Uh, it's now public knowledge. Uh, we know about these companies that are faced with these allegations and I have uh, personally spoken with women trainees who have been raped and assaulted by these uh, loser driver trainers, and the uh, company does nothing about it. So turn it around on the victim and letting the criminal trainer go free. Why? Uh, I don't understand that. But but uh, I, for watching, always get calls. Uh, I, for one, um, will be watching very the court findings against these companies that are recently being hauled into court over these allegations, and and if they are found to be uh, to be guilty, um, 
and get ready for another impact show from Truth About Trucking Live because finally people are fighting back and not letting these types of trucking companies continue getting away with harassment in the workplace. And and that is what you, the employee, needs to understand. You have rights. You have rights as an employee, and that company has the obligation under law to protect you from those who bully you, from those who harass you, and certainly from those who assault you. And you should have no qualms at all about sending those involved straight to the pen where they belong. I certainly wouldn't have any problem with it. Uh, They want to commit criminal acts, then I would treat them like a criminal, and I would do everything in my power to send their little behinds to the pen. So uh, talk about freedom. Uh, They won't have any, but it takes fighting back, and it takes knowing your rights as an employee. And let me... Knock this off here for a second because everything went haywire there on me. Uh, pull it back up here and we should be fine. But um, but it takes fighting back. And, again, it takes knowing uh, your rights as an employee, like I said. And uh, here we go. Let me pull up my switchboard here again, um, if it will do it. There we go. Um so your rights as an employee uh, fighting back goes to ni- goes back to 1964 when the Civil Rights Act became law. Uh, Title VII prohibits employment discrimination on the basis of race, color, religion, national origin, and sex. And in 1980, the uh, Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, the EEOC, which is an agency that enforces Title VII, issued guidelines interpreting the law to forbid, so did you hear that, forbid sexual harassment as a form of sex discrimination. Donna, are you, are you still online over there okay? Yeah, because I just lost my switchboard, so this thing is just acting up on me. Uh, the old, Oh, yeah, the uh, technology of the Internet, you know. But that's fine. Uh, I'll work on it and keep getting it back up right here. Just I just can't see my uh, switchboard anymore. Um, but that's okay. I'm on the line and I'm on there, so we're still live and we're still going. Uh, uh, no, because I can't get my uh, switchboard up there. Um, okay, so you can't be fired for reporting harassment, yet many of you have written or called me uh, have been fired. Um, so let's look at that more closely. Uh, you know, there are guidelines to go by when uh, reporting a case of bullying or harassment in the workplace. And on our last show, you might have heard that uh, some of them talking about even when you report it to HR, human resources, uh, you're going to find that nothing a lot of times won't be done about it anyway. So, so what do you do? You just don't report it or you skip it, you quit the job, whatever. But By doing this, uh, by not following the guidelines established by your employer, you most likely just lost any chance of of winning a case. Uh, Employers have or should have uh, guidelines and policies about harassment in the workplace. And normally they give you a copy of it and you sign a receipt uh, that you read it and understand it and and, uh, receive the company handbook on it and 
And within that handbook are the guidelines set forth for you as an uh, employee to follow. And when and if you are ever faced with a uh, harassment, abusive, or discrimination uh, issue, um, you owe it to your employer and to your coworkers to report through the company's channels to give the employer a chance to solve the problem before others are affected. And you also owe it to yourself. And by not following the correct procedures as they are established in the uh, company's handbook, uh, you will most likely lose a case before it can even get started. So uh, why is that? Because if you fail to use internal procedures, I can almost guarantee you that the company's attorneys will be certain to use that fact to argue that the conduct complained of never occurred and that the uh, conduct was not unwelcome conduct and that the conduct was not severe or pervasive enough to uh, create a hostile environment like uh, the one you are reporting. And and most importantly, they uh, will argue that the employer cannot be held responsible for preventing or correcting the situation when they didn't even know about it. So that's why it's so important to follow the proper channels uh, that your employer has set out in that, uh, that handbook. So... You, you must follow the uh, company's guidelines and policies for uh, reporting any such claim, um, even if you know that they're uh, not going to do anything about it based on past performance. You still really have to follow the correct procedures according to their policies uh, in order for you to have a leg to stand on if and when it goes to court, if, it, if you take it that far. Because remember, under a, under a 19... Um, I believe it was a 1998 decision by the Supreme Court. If the uh, if the employer has an effective anti-harassment policy that the employee fails to use, the employer may win the lawsuit on that ground alone. Uh, that that was handed down by the Supreme Court. So it all boils down to this: it's it's extremely difficult to win a case against your employer for firing you or forcing you off the job if if it could have corrected the problem but was never given the opportunity to do so. So for all the headache that it might create, uh, still follow the company's guidelines for reporting harassment in your workplace. It'll, it'll make your case that much stronger. Uh, now, you heard me mention uh, unwelcome conduct. And what does, what does that mean, really? And I'm going to just keep trying here on the side to get this switchboard thing up again. Uh, good old Internet. Um, so what is unwelcome conduct? Um, when is a type of conduct unwelcome? So this is a key term because only unwelcome conduct can be sexual harassment. Uh, consensual dating, uh, joking, and touching, for example, are not uh, harassment if they're consensual, if, if, if they're welcomed by the persons involved. Uh, unwelcome conduct is uh, conduct that did not initiate from the recipient, and you, the recipient, regards it as offensive. Advances that are um, crude and blatant, like, um, you, know, uh, you know, hey, babe, come over here and give me some of that, uh, that that statement alone shows its unwelcomeness, and the, uh, 
the uh, welcomeness of a conduct will depend on the uh, recipient's reaction to it. So, for example, let's say one of those uh, driver trainers keeps hitting on you, and they keep asking you out for a date or whatever, and you keep saying something like, uh, not tonight, I have things I have to do. Uh, when you really want to say, no way, leave me alone. Well, your response, not tonight, I have things I have to do, would leave open the question, was the conduct by the driver truly unwelcome? So you have to be certain to make your point clear and precise. Otherwise, how can it be be, uh, determined that the acts against you were really unwelcome and unwanted? Um, So what should you do in order to um, be prepared for filing a complaint with your employer correctly? Uh, As I said earlier, Uh, employers have a responsibility for conducting and following through on a complaint that has been reported. Um, Donna, you want to try to pull up the switchboard? Of course, you'd have to be logged in with me. Yeah, because this thing is just acting real weird. In fact, I'm going to try to refresh it. And, uh, yeah, I'm still hooked up, so... Uh, it's kind of I'm sitting here trying to concentrate and I'm just looking at this screen and it's beginning to bug me now you know what it is Blog Talk Radio is getting so many um, pop-ups and ads it's really annoying but uh, anyway I'll let it go there for a second and see what happens Um, so what should you do uh, to be prepared for uh, filing a complaint uh, correctly and uh, as I said earlier Um, employers have a responsibility for conducting and following through on a complaint that has been reported. And uh, furthermore, um, all employees have a responsibility to uh, cooperate fully with the investigation of a uh, sexual harassment, bullying, or or any type of abuse complaint. And uh, investigations will vary from case to case depending on a... uh, Oh, you know, a wide variety of circumstances. So, so not every investigation will follow the exact same format. But uh, regardless of that, in in every case, you need to keep certain uh, certain aspects in mind and follow certain important procedures. And uh, first, uh, keep it confidential. You should keep in mind that uh, confidentiality is very important, and the employer should. Also keep the information it gathers as confidential as possible, you know, according to uh, state and federal laws, and you and the accused should both have the chance to uh, present your case. Uh, and secondly, don't, don't be afraid to cooperate. Remember, there can, be, there can be no retaliation against you for complaining about harassment, bullying, or abuse, and there can also be no retaliation against against you for uh, for helping someone else complain or even for just providing information regarding the complaint. Uh, the law protects employees who participate in any way with administrative complaints and, and uh, employee policies protect employees who honestly participate in company or uh, in-house investigations. The laws are there to protect you, so... Uh, that's another thing. Don't be afraid to cooperate, and, and be sure to answer the questions completely. If, if you're making the complaint, uh, whoever's doing the investigation 
will need to know all the details. And no matter how unpleasant they may be, you know, they just have to know it. Uh, the investigator should be fair to everyone involved and needs uh, as much information as possible, so um, be prepared to give that information. Uh, I'm still going to try to work on it here. <laughs> this thing is beginning to bug me here. Uh, I wonder, I'm going to try something, which I may lose everybody, but I'm going to try it anyway. I'm just going to see if I can get back on here. So, uh, see, it happens to everybody. That's just the power of the Internet. But I'm hooked up with the um, with the phone, so if everybody can just bear with me here for a minute. Uh, i got to try to get this thing up here. This doesn't happen too often, but we, do, we have had a lot of storms up, so that could be it. Um, this thing isn't doing anything. Are you still on over there? Yeah. Hmm. All righty. Well, let me see. Okay. Everybody's going to have to chat among yourself or or um, go get, get some coffee or make yourself a sandwich. <laughs> I'm going to try to get this thing going again. It won't even um, let me log out and try it again. Okay, so let me stop it there, and I will try to hit reload, and uh, we'll see what's going on. How's the chatting going on over there? Is it? Okay. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to have to, uh, of course, I don't have to worry about it. I just can't see the switchboard, so if there's any callers, not much I can do, but uh, let me see. Uh, let me go over here. Uh, yeah, and now I'm just saying reconnect. Let's see. Keep going. Uh, okay, everybody, hold on with me. You know, this is the first time this has happened since July of last year, so that's a pretty good record. And I could keep going, but I'd like to see my switchboard up there. Reconnect after, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I've had enough of this. Um, okay, you're watching You're watching the uh, chat board, right, Donna? Okay, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to see if uh, I can click repair and see if old Windows does the thing. I needed to take a break anyway here. I'm working up a sweat here. I um, wonder what Rush Limbaugh does when this happens, or whoever out there. Of course, he has all those people working for him. Okay, so now that says, it says it did it, so let me see if, uh, okay, let me just try. Let me pull up the old switchboard. See, the whole thing just says stopped. There. Okay, When's the tech, where's the tech guy when you need him? Uh, keep loading and loading. I don't think it's going to do anything. So, uh, Of course, I could come over there and get to, get on yours if I need to. In fact, I'm going to do that. Let me show you. Okay, hold on, everybody with me. Now I've got, uh, now I've got all involved in... Um, 
in this thing here. Uh, okay, can you bring up another window? <clears throat> I want to get this thing taken care of because it's bugging me. Now I can't concentrate. Still got plenty of time. Of course, everybody's probably going, come on, come on. We didn't log on just for this. Oh, you're going to log out? Oh, that's okay. You can. Yeah, go ahead and log in. Uh, uh, let's see. Okay. I'm typing away. We'll try to get this going here in just a second. At least uh, at least it'll be on, on yours. Because I don't know if there's any callers on there or not. And I think that I did it right. I typed with one finger. Let's see how good I was. Uh, so mine just kind of jammed up on me. Um, okay, everybody, we're getting there. Okay, now let me go here. Let me get that. Pull it up. Man, you have about 50 windows open. What are you doing? All right, it's getting there, I think. It's not even doing anything, is it? At that, uh, my blog talk radio. Oh, well, where's where's the one that I just came up? Where's mine? Oh, okay. Oh, here we go. I was clicking there, and there it is. My switchboard. There it is. Okay, so we have it up there, and so I won't really need that unless a caller comes on and then for the end of the show. So you can minimize that, and uh, we'll deal with it later. And uh, I'll uh, worry about it later. So anyway, okay, sorry about that, but it just got to where it was bugging me so much I couldn't take it. So um, so you know what I'm going to do, too? I'm just going to, because I'm hooked in over there with you, it be all right. And uh, I am going to do this. Now, I've never done this before, so uh, Donna, you make sure that I'm still uh, I'm still uh, going, okay? Uh huh. You can't. Oh, you can't talk on Twitter. Okay, Donna can't talk on Twitter. Oh, on chat. Okay. Oh, you can't do it from yours? No. You can do it from mine. Yeah, just go from mine so you'll just pop up a little bit. Uh, so I'm just shutting everything off on mine, and I'm just going to reboot and then go from there, but I should still be okay because I'm hooked up with you over there. Okay, everybody's going, come on, Alan, get with it. Okay, I think. Uh, so what we're going over with, uh, keep it confidential, don't be afraid to cooperate uh, and answer the questions completely and and when you're ready to deal with the investigator who's going to be uh, investigating the, your claim, um, you should be pa- prepared to um, give certain information. And um, that information should be uh, the names of everyone who might have seen or heard about the offensive conduct. Uh, it should be the uh, names of everyone who may have had a similar experience uh, with a harasser. And uh, you really should have a chronological order together showing when and where each incident occurred. And um, 
if you didn't report it earlier, you uh, should uh, provide reasons why you didn't report the incident earlier, if that's the case. And finally, you really should give uh, your thoughts on what the employer should do to correct the problem and to uh, maintain a uh, harassment-free workplace. Uh, so these are all very uh, important details, and uh, you shouldn't put off reporting such behavior. Um, you know, a recent study showed that when employees didn't wait to didn't wait to file a complaint, but did it immediately, uh, over two thirds of the complaints filed resulted in some kind of discipline action uh, being imposed on the harasser, and uh, those who waited. Uh, showed a much poorer result, and and those who were correctly prepared, like uh, the things I just mentioned, had all the facts in place and followed the correct procedures by their company and and the guidelines and so forth, showed a vast overall discipline uh, disciplinary action taking place. So uh, once you followed the company's guidelines for reporting such behavior, and have done all you are supposed to do. Uh, then there is uh, one last thing you should expect, and you should expect appropriate action to take place by the employer, uh, whether it be uh, an oral or, or written warning to the abuser or a, a deferral of some kind, like a raise or a promotion or a demotion, uh, depending on the type of uh, your workplace, uh, a suspension, or um, even uh, termination. Uh, the point is you should uh, expect something. You should expect some kind of action to take place. You followed all the rules. You followed all the guidelines. So uh, the next thing to expect is action by your employer, and they have the obligation under law to do that. So expect uh, some kind of action to take place. Now, the, the uh, precise nature of the discipline um, you know, is often kept confidential to um, ensure that the uh, privacy of individuals are protected. Uh, but keep in mind that one of the main goals of the action is to deter deter any future acts of harassment. Uh, the action could be as simple as separating the two of you, you know, placing you with another trainer. Uh, I mean, to me, pretty simple stuff, really, but but when we get into more violent situations, such as rape or some kind of physical assault, uh, I would be relentless in bringing the criminal, and that's what they are at that point, criminals, to further justice. And if the company failed to do anything about it, I personally would be heading to court with a multi-million dollar lawsuit. That's just me. Now, I know we're much of a problem lies with a lot of you. And uh, it, you just you just don't have the time and perhaps money to get wrapped up in what could be time-consuming court procedures. You know, most of us most of us can't afford them. But, you know, going taking time off, going to court, going through a trial. Uh, I understand that. And so I can't tell you what to do. I only know what I would do uh, if, if I could have, if I did have the money to do it. If I if I could pursue it, I certainly would. But I'm no attorney, but I do know that many attorneys will take cases on a contingency basis. Uh, if they don't win, you don't win. But I assure you, no attorney 
is going to take your case if they don't believe you have a case. Uh, I've been in law enforcement. I've seen the stress and fear that victims of violent crimes go through when having to face the accused again, having to uh, relive what they went through, having to uh, openly discuss the circumstances around the case in front of uh, you know many strangers and, and having to face the defendant's attorneys who sole purpose is to cause you to lose. So a lot of people just can't do it. I understand that. Uh, but those who have stood up and fought back, uh, those who have faced uh, their anxiety and fear and brought their harasser and rapist or abuser to justice are, are stronger for it. And not only have they helped themselves, but in the long run, uh, they'll end up helping many others not to have to face what they or what you had to go through. But So uh, it's totally up to you, but... If you want to pursue the uh, complete legal justice system, you know, like I said, it's really up to you. It's an individual choice, and for those who choose not to, it's certainly understandable because of the stress and and everything I mentioned. So uh, I want to give you uh, some uh, do's and don'ts of sexual harassment or bullying or abuse complaints. And uh, as I do this, I am working on rebooting and trying to get back going up here. So uh, some of the do's. Uh, Do admit that a problem exists. And do tell the offender specifically what you find offensive. And do tell the offender that their behavior is bothering you. And uh, finally, do say specifically what you want or don't want to happen. So, I mean, for example, if, if you're a woman, you would want to say, please don't touch me again. Uh, if you're a guy, you would want to say, I don't know, call me by my name, not newbie or whatever. You get the picture. But make your understanding of the situation clear. And, of course, do it when you're in a place of safety, obviously, and uh, you're sure that the threat they impose cannot be acted upon, you know, common sense. Uh, Remember, I'm talking about bullying, I'm talking about harassment, I'm talking about mental abuse, physical abuse, and I'm talking about rape. These are crimes. Uh, The abuser is a criminal. Uh, They may not have been found guilty in a court of law yet, but nevertheless, they're criminals. To me, that is all they are. Now some don'ts, Uh, and this first don't is really important and kind of obvious, but it's still very important and really needs to be said, and maybe you don't hear it enough, but so you need to listen. The first don't, don't blame yourself for someone else's behavior. Just don't do it. You don't have anything to blame. It's not your fault. They're idiots. They're abusers. They're criminals. That's what they do. Don't blame yourself. For their behavior, uh, don't choose to ignore the behavior, and uh, and especially don't try to handle any abusive, uh, harassing, or bullying problem by yourself. Um, seek help from someone, uh, a family member, uh, a close and trusted friend, an attorney, your pastor, you know, just someone. Um, 
I mentioned uh, on an earlier show that rape is the most underreported crime in the U.S. And uh, another uh, highly underreported crime is the uh, hate crime. Uh, we all know the common reasons for not reporting, you know, such crimes like this: uh, embarrassment, humiliation, guilt. Uh, you know, I could go on, but but you know. Um, what I believe is the uh, number one reason for not reporting these things, uh, and this is just my belief, my thoughts, uh, I heard it time and time again when I was in law enforcement, over and over. I heard uh, people say, I just, I just don't think I would win. Uh, and I believe there are uh, several uh, aspects of confusion. Uh, okay, well, what happened? I've got something going on with the phone. Huh? Uh, no, just punch right there. And uh, put her on mute. Uh, she's on mute, yeah, but I can hear. I'm getting feedback from her. Uh, is she uh, just listening? Uh, there would be a hand if she wanted to talk, so she's just listening. So that's fine. And leave that up because I'm going to need it because I can't even um, I can't even get a, a internet connection now. So I'm wiped out over here. But that's okay. We're doing fine. Um, but I heard it over and over again as a as a cop. I, I just don't think I would win. Um, and I always felt, you know, so bad for these people. Uh, what they had gone through, and and they really wanted to, uh, you know, to do the justice system, but they just didn't think they would win. Who's going to believe them? Uh, uh, and and like I was saying, I, I believe there's several aspects of confusion when it comes to the victim believing that anyone that anyone else will believe them. And and uh, one point I want to touch uh, on is, um, are you ready for this? Freedom of speech. So. Um, Suppose suppose where I'm at a truck stop and I look over at a fellow company driver who happens to be a woman sitting there and I say something like, um, uh, "Hey, sweetheart, you are looking good," uh, and and she finds it offensive and she politely tells me, "Please don't say that again." Well, one, I now know she found it offensive, and two, she made it clear by telling me not to say it again. And uh, 30 minutes later, she gets up to leave, and I say again, baby, you are looking good to me. And she files a complaint against me to the company. Well, don't I have the right to freedom of speech? I mean, it's in the Constitution, freedom of speech, come on. Well, the First Amendment does protect some forms of expression, even in the workplace but it does not protect forms of expression or conduct that offends and intimidates other employees to the point that may affect their work, creating a sexually hostile environment. So you might be wondering, well, what can I say? If I say something, is it sexual harassment? I mean, come on, what can I say? So just remember, sexual harassment at work occurs whenever unwelcome conduct on the basis of gender affects a person's job. So when all of this bullying, harassment, and abuse stuff uh, started flying all over the place, 
the U.S. Supreme Court had to step in and simplify things a little bit by explaining what sexual harassment is and what constitutes harassment. And they simplified it by showing that there are two basic types of unlawful sexual harassment. Uh, one, what is known as quid pro, quid pro quo, a type of harassment that uh, results in a uh, tangible employment action and one that can only be committed by someone who can make or effectively uh, influence your employment outcome, a supervisor or manager or something like that. An example would be a supervisor who tells you that you must be uh, sexually cooperative or you'll be fired, and then does fire you for not cooperating. Uh, Quid pro quo, which means this for that. So you get it? This for that. Uh, The second type of unlawful sexual harassment, as defined by the U.S. Supreme Court, is referred to as hostile environment. And that is mostly what we are touching on and seeing in the trucking industry and the workplace in many places. So unlike the other, where only a supervisor or someone above you can commit, this type can come from supervisors, it can come from coworkers, customers, vendors, or anyone uh, anyone else you interact with within your job. Now, hostile environment sounds pretty rough, doesn't it? So here are some examples of what constitutes a hostile sexual environment, and I just wrote them down. Unfulfilled threats to to impose quid pro quo, discussing sexual activities, telling off-color jokes, unnecessary touching, commenting on physical attributes, uh, displaying sexually suggestive pictures, using demeaning or inappropriate terms such as babe, using indecent gestures, sabotaging the victim's work, engaging in hostile physical conduct, granting job favors to those who participate in consensual sexual activity, and using crude and offensive language. So using crude and offensive language is actually a hostile sexual environment. So getting back on what I said earlier, you don't, many of them, many of the people will not report anything because they don't believe anyone will believe them uh, or or, uh, anyway, not going to believe them anyway, or or uh, will they even consider the behavior offensive just because you felt it was offensive? Everyone's different. So because everyone is different and may look at things differently and everyone has their own levels of sensitivity, many courts have actually adopted a reasonable woman and reasonable man standard for judging cases of sexual harassment. I thought that was pretty interesting. They they knew that men and women have different levels of sensitivity. A conduct that uh, does not offend most reasonable men might offend most reasonable women, and, uh, and, and vice versa. So what does this mean? Under these standards, if a, a reasonable woman would feel harassed under the circumstance, 
then the court would conclude that harassment may have occurred, even if a reasonable man might not see it that way. So if you believe that nobody will believe you or you just don't believe you can win, well, think again because a lot has changed. So if you're, uh, if you're not sure if a certain behavior would be considered harassment, uh, then before you act, uh, ask yourself these questions. If, um, first, is this verbal or physical behavior of a sexual nature? Uh, ask yourself, is this conduct offensive to persons who witness it? Ask yourself, is this behavior being initiated by only one of the parties who has power over the other? And ask yourself, does the employee have to tolerate that type of conduct in order to keep his or her job? And ask yourself, does the conduct make the employee's job unpleasant? So now if you answer these questions, if the answer to these questions is yes, then it's sexual harassment. But understanding uh, understanding your rights as an employee and following the correct procedures and guidelines will only strengthen your case and if you feel uh if you feel the need to uh, take action against your employer uh due to um, the unwelcome conduct from another employee or whatever uh you you have a right to be safe at your job and you have a right to complain and even seek legal action against those who violate your rights uh even if it leads to the arrest and uh, conviction of the abuser and if the trucking company is one of these that just looks the, uh, the other way and does nothing about it, uh, utilize your rights and take them to court. Uh, stop the abuse. When they allow these driver trainers or whoever to continue to keep their jobs, even when a crime uh, such as rape, assault, or abuse, whatever it may be, they continue to allow um, it to happen and do nothing about it, you have the right to fight back against the company, against the trainer, against the supervisor, whoever. And and if they fire you for causing a problem, then more power to you because, again, under law, you are protected from that sort of revenge. Uh, get, get away from it, get somewhere safe, and fight back. If, if they're going to be a criminal, then treat them like one. Put them behind bars. That's my take on it. And and remember what I said. Don't don't blame yourself, and don't try to tackle it alone. Seek help, and call the EEOC. There are people ready and willing to uh, to help. Uh, believe me. So uh, that's my take. That's my take on it. Uh, Donna, how we doing over there? What's the uh, what's the board looking at? Okay. Up the switchboard. Uh, I don't know if she wants to talk or bring her on. We will see if she is still there. Uh, uh, area code seven. <laughs> I heard you, Desiree. Is that you? Yeah, yeah, it's me. I was having it on mute because we had a lot of noise here. I'm going to walk yeah. out in the street. I'm going to try and hear. Uh, okay, well you're sounding good right now. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. You're sounding good. 
Okay. Well, I was just calling in because I, I heard that you guys had some technical difficulties. So. Um, yeah, I, I, lo- I lost my computer completely. Can't even get online, but uh, I just went over here, so we've got it on Donna's computer. We have a backup, so... Um, because I, I oh. couldn't see my I couldn't see my switchboard. I didn't know what was going on, and and uh, I always like to play my little songs at the end. But but uh, we've we've got you up there. Uh, how's everything going uh, for you? It's going good. I just got back to Texas from the uh, truck show, and um, was just moderating a comment on my on my truckerdesiree.com from a woman trucker who is, she's kind of wanting to get back into trucking and been reading the stories and stuff. And, you know, she, um, she's well, kind ask, of do you, do you think, uh, do you think this is something that is, um, that really should, that is, how can I put this? What we've been discussing and, and I, you know, I always point out it's, it's not, Every company, it's really it's nothing that women should uh, cause them to just stop coming in the industry. I mean, you see what I'm trying to say? Right, right. You shouldn't anticipate. That's what I wrote in the response to the comment I made to her. Not all companies are conducting themselves in this manner. Right. But there are some that are blatantly and egregiously violating other people, including women, and just snubbing it in your nose. And whenever you say sexual harassment and trucking in the same sentence, people are like, oh, well, you're just a baby. And, you know, you kind of expect that somebody's going to say something about something, and it's the, the term is not such a dirty connotation now. Right, I really, agree. It's so muddied that it really gets lost of what exactly is going on. And it really isn't as much about what has happened between you and that trainer or that co-driver. It's mm-hmm. the conduct of the company who mishandles it and makes you feel like you you have done something wrong for even reporting the harm that's come to you. And the show that you had with Yancey Thomas, when we kind of came to the end of it, and I said about the human resources department, that's in this particular industry, and I've been reading on the Internet lately, the human resource department is your, your, you know, you're supposed to follow the chain of command, and, and report everything internally, and you're supposed to let them do their job. But the thing is, is that their their job is to keep the company from getting sued, right. not to take care of you. So what's what's happening from these lawsuits is they've railroaded these people who did have the nerve mm-hmm. to come for, forward and report something, and they they patted them on the head and they said, "Okay, we're going to do something about it. You can count on us." go back to work, and then they drag, they don't do anything about it, you know. I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if they threw your statement in the garbage can and went to lunch. But they make you believe that they are. And the nature of the job when you go out on the road again, you have very little contact 
with the uh, outside world. So you don't know that that person that offended you or harmed you or if you got raped or, or abused you or hit you, they've just been recycled onto another truck with another person who knows nothing. Right. And, that's, and that's, that's what the problem is. The problem is the company knows that there's people that do this and they don't deal with them. They just put them into another uh, truck with an unsuspecting person, and that's where the company, they need to stand up and take control of the situation of their dirty laundry because in this environment, you give the bully the control. Mm-hmm. And I've even heard some, you know, a woman out in the hallway and say, we're not going to ruin a 17-year veteran's career. Don't you ever repeat that so-and-so, hap- this, this event happened. Yeah, but they'll run, they'll run a, a new student's career. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they'll ruin a new student's career. In this particular case, the person that they said that to, was a, she was a woman. She's been driving since 97. She's in the Million Mile Club. And they told her to keep quiet about several things, but then in the end they ended up firing her. So you're really, you're really damned if you do and damned if you don't because she, she kept lots of secrets for many, many years, but at the end of the day all the, all the team playing she did on behalf of the company, they ended up firing her. And uh, – she, it's not like you really ever bought yourself a higher spot in the in the pecking order. Right. And I see that with some of the dispatchers that I dealt with in my story. They really thought that they were going to get promoted into a higher level of the corporate hierarchy by burning the drivers willingly and knowingly. And I would see them away from the building, and they would just be, like, shaking their head, like, what am I supposed to do? And as an older person who's been in the corporate game and seeing somebody that's maybe in their 20s, early 30s, and they're like, gosh, you know, I thought if I backstabbed everybody, I'd get a promotion. I'm like, that's not how it works. You're getting used just like we're getting used. And at some point, you have to understand that, that's the way that the corporate machine works. We, you know, you, you pull each other down the ladder and you stomp on their head and then you move yourself up the ladder, <laughs> hopefully, because there's always going to be somebody younger and faster and smarter right behind you. And that's kind of what's generated all of this thing. That's how we want to get ahead. We want to get ahead. But these students are in a catch-22 because they've gambled quite a lot of money and time. And with the DAC reporting system, it's not like a regular job where, all right, I didn't, you know, this company's not good. I'll go to another company. Hearing reports of people who said, oh, I had enough here. And then they go and find out their DAC has been ruined. Well, the company will they'll smile at you and they'll say, oh, that would never happen. But it happens. All the time. It happens and, uh, all the time. And, and touched, anybody that smiles at you and assures you that it's not happening is a liar. Oh, no. It, it, it happens so many times. And I, I've touched on the, the company's policies and guidelines and the HR, just like you have told us. Uh, but even though all that's true, they still have to go through those guidelines because uh, it just strengthens their case if they follow through with everything. And the company mm-hmm. really does, if the company does take action against the abuser, 
they really don't have to tell you what that action was. But the key thing to I'm trying to get across to everybody is once you've done everything right, is you need to expect some kind of action. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, but throwing them in with another truck with another another uh, student, you know, isn't just isn't the way to go. And and that's what. you know, we really need to just keep fighting about and just trying to get changed. But it, mm-hmm. it's just like what you're doing, you're just letting it be known. But these people that just keep saying, um, you know, oh, that can't be happening, that can't. Well, it is happening. Yeah, I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds of reports and uh, yeah. being out there. So, I, I mean, I had told this one gentleman at my company, I said, if if you know that this guy has gotten off a truck with three women, even if the girls didn't come and report any anything, something must have happened for those people need to come in to reteam. Don't you think that I should be able to know that? Right. If I come up you and to, to here and say me and him are going to team up, and you know that he has been in here trolling for a different girl every every month, mm-hmm. don't you think that you should be obligated to say, you know what, three other girls have been on this truck and it didn't work out? I don't need to know anything else. I don't need to know anything else. All I need to know is that he can't get along for some reason or another. I don't care what he did. Maybe he just hits curbs all the time. Right. And 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 maybe they and they maybe they um, say that, but there should be some accountability. I should be able to know if this dude's had a revolving door of people. I I said I think they should have an exit interview. There is three sides to every story. I want to talk to the person that he got off of the truck with. I should be able to have their phone number and say, could you tell me about so-and-so? He says you got off the truck because you had family problems. Is that true? Right. You know, and then come to find out, no, he stole all my stuff. <laughs> You're right. You know, he was crashing into everything. He was going through my underwear drawer, calling my boyfriend, saying that we were, you know. So these are things that you don't find out till you're 2,000 miles from home. Right. And you call the company, and they're like, well, what did you do to him? (laughs) Yeah, that's what gets me. They always always turn it around. And, you know, we talk a lot about women. I think... uh, you know the abuse and some of the things women are going through, but the the male drivers are are being uh, dropped the off male, and, and left stranded and, mm-hmm. and the male and drivers are experiencing it too, but they're less even less likely to report it than the men because then everybody would say, "Oh, you're a sissy, you're a baby." No, yeah. it's not about that. The poor recruiting practices that are going on have let a lot of people who have mental problems who are on medication that they shouldn't even be operating a motor vehicle, people that have been in, you know, what you talked about on your last show, maybe they've had a domestic, maybe they've been in trouble for lots of violent behavior. Those sorts of behaviors don't go away, especially when you put somebody in a stressful situation in a small space with a stranger. Right. Right. One person is naturally going to take over the situation. And so maybe a small, JB was telling me this in a conversation, JB from the, he was saying it when he went to a recruiting school at one time, a small man came and told him, you know, that he had had some experiences at other companies because he was small 
and it sounded like it was this man had been violated by another man, and he was just, you know, like, does this go on? What kind of trainers? You know, these guys are not going to come forward. So by the, by the women coming forward right now, mm-hmm. you're actually kind of helping the men. Yeah, oh, yeah there's, definitely. There's some men that don't really – men don't want to stop and ask for directions, and they sure don't want to stop and report to HR that, you know, some guy did some things that were sexually inappropriate or violent to them, and they're trying to learn. They're, they didn't – they come, came out here and got blindsided. Right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, that's obvious. Men just, you know, we're, just, yeah, they're just not going to report those things. But um, it's uh, embarrassing. It, oh, it is. It's very. It was the male, the male ego thing, and extremely embarrassing. But uh, that's why I like to put don't don't blame yourself. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's why they're criminals. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, just don't yeah. blame yourself. By, by, and it's 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 an individual choice. I mean, many 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 of these cases go unreported just for that embarrassment reason and humiliation but uh and I can definitely understand that but uh you know I, I think we're seeing more and more coming forward especially and I'm the women glad. I I'm glad to see that because if you've got the same now if your company was renegade truckers take what you get um, you, ha- you, you know, you have to have nails coming out of you to work here. Don't expect to be treated good. Well, then you would say, okay, this is going to be a hard gig. <laughs> but, but when you when you go and pull up to the, you know, the Disneyland of of trucking companies and everything's all let, looks like Stepford and everybody's smiling and with their pearly whites telling you everything's going to be wonderful and uh, on your orientation day and then you go off on you know mr toad's wild ride you you you're like what is going on and all of a sudden all the phone numbers they gave you at orientation no one answers the phone and if they do answer the phone they're going to hang up on you or tell you they can't talk to you Right. Right. So it's a totally different scene once you drive away from the terminal, and that's kind of really the pro- the, the problem um, with with this with this um, matter. And uh, you know, being at the truck show this weekend, there was some recruitment. There wasn't as much recruitment as I saw at the maps. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was so so small, uh, but you know, seeing the manor, uh, it was like used car salesmen, and um, the recruitment of women when they got, you know, we just had this thing with the women. Um, some women got upset about a Canadian magazine where they were portraying women truckers with hot pants and or you know Daisy Dukes and cowboy boots leaning over the grill of the truck. Yeah. Sort of poor timing on that one with the yeah, with I, the case that's going yeah, on right now. Yeah, I know, think so. Really 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 not well thought out on that one. But yeah. um then when I go to the um truck show, you've got a booth there that got recruit they're recruiting um drivers 
they have the brochure to recruit women truckers, and the people giving it out are girls from bar girls, Las Vegas bar girls with um, camo shorts and um, tops that just barely cover their boobs. Well, well, I don't were, have anything against. I don't have anything you, against. You were in Vegas, you know, so. I was in Vegas. <laughs> I have been known to wear that when I'm in Vegas in my 20s. I'm not <laughs> against dressing like that in an appropriate context. But when you're recruiting women into trucking, mm-hmm. with what's going on right now, right, they probably could have been wearing a little bit something. You know, uh, with yeah. with the controversy that's going on, it was kind of in poor taste because mm-hmm. that that Canadian article was just that blow up just happened on the internet like the day before. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. I that, did under. That, that, I that did, just goes with Vegas. But you're yeah. but you're absolutely right. They should have thought that out more. Yeah. Well, that's that's kind of the out of touch thing. Uh, right. There's it's, not yeah. there's not a whole lot of communication. Right. You know, there's not a lot of communication from one department to another. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the solution for all of this. If I tell my dispatcher something that's going on and it eventually leads itself into the HR department and that dispatcher is present when I come and give my statement, he should have been communicating to the HR department. Yes, she's been trying to document this the entire time with me. Mm-hmm. Um, emails that I kept a paper trail, and I recommend any student trucker make sure you have email on your phone and know the email addresses and make yourself a paper trail. That's what helped me. Yeah, good advice. And. Um, the emails that I sent, you know, the guy that was, uh, the, the people that were doing the team assignments are not mm-hmm. communicating with the dispatchers. Mm-hmm. They aren't communicating with each other. They're not communicating with the driver to let them know this person that's trying to team with you has had repeated problems right. with violence. Right. Maybe the police got involved one time. I shouldn't. I should have a right to know that. You You're know. Absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because I mean, again, like I said earlier, the company is responsible for your safety. And the, those are OSHA laws. I, I have a uh-huh. right. I have a right to be trained for a job in a safe environment. Exactly. It's already not a safe environment when I'm getting trained by a trainer who's intoxicated or doesn't want to train or has very little experience themselves. And then 35 days later, it's me and another person with 35 days of experience running a big rig. That's already an unsafe environment. Then you turn it into a hostile environment with no, no, no support in your supply line, um, you know, dispatchers and so forth. Mm-hmm. That just right, right there in itself, it's an unsafe training environment, which is a violation of the the OSHA laws and the and the labor laws. Right, exactly. And and the sexual harassment thing is just kind of this is kind of um, sprung out of all of this um, unsafe, hostile training environment. Mm-hmm. 
then they add women, you know, the over-recruiting of women, some that are not even appropriate to drive, that ju- that's just compounded what has already been going on. And that's a protected class. So they, it, it's almost like they, um, they brought it on themselves, you know, mm-hmm. piling exactly. on too much. Exactly. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, we're going to... Um we're going to keep our eye on it. I know you are, and many others out there are watching it. And because uh, uh, it is getting out there, at least, and uh, you know, we'll we'll just keep working on it. And um, mm-hmm. appreciate everything that you do. Thanks for everything you did out there at the show. And uh, uh, stay in touch with us. We're down to about five minutes here, but uh, appreciate everything you do. And you gave a lot of good advice. And we, we got to get you back here again on the show and get a little bit more in depth in this too. Okay. Well, I appreciate you guys doing these shows, and hopefully at the Dallas show we'll be able to get more people on the iPhone and be able to start using the trucker app. And I honestly, if I, if I had something like that when I was a, a student trucker and I was able to communicate to the outside world, I don't believe any of those things would have happened to me because I get so much support from you guys and from being having quick access to informational sites like this and the other truckers on Twitter, mm-hmm. none of those things could have happened to me because I had good people to communicate with that gave me good advice. Yeah, well, that's the key, communication. So that's what, uh, that's what we're going to keep doing. So, But uh, I did just want to tell you thank you for what you did. I really appreciate it. So we'll, uh, oh, we'll be in touch with you, and we'll try to get you back on the show. All right. Okay. okay. Take care and be safe. Okay. Bye. Um, yeah, so communication is the key. And, again, be sure to – you have to follow the channels in the uh, the uh, company's policies. It just will strengthen your case, like I mentioned. So um, thanks for joining me this evening for this broadcast of Truth About Trucking Live. I hope it has been informative. I hope it has been helpful. And uh, I hope you realize that there are those of us out here working to help you, and and you are not alone. So know your rights and follow through with them if that is what you want to do. And um, uh, just uh, it's totally up to you. But just understand and know that you do have rights as an employee. Um, for our next show, we will be, we'll be taking a detour from trucking a little bit and spend an hour discussing one of transportation's uh, most intriguing mysteries. Uh, since I am a pilot, it's always been very interesting to me. Whatever happened to Amelia Earhart, a uh, women's aviation pioneer, or just a remarkable woman, disappeared on July 2, 1937, 72 years ago. Uh, will we ever know? So join me Join me for the show on Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, July 1st, 2009, at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for our Transportation Mystery Show, Amelia Earhart, next time on Truth About Trucking Live. So thanks to all our listeners, those in the chat room. Appreciate all of you very much. Here's Rob Anthony with his tribute to truckers down the road, and you can catch more of Rob Anthony and his music at robanthony.com. So until next time, for Truth About Trucking Live, I'm Alan Smith. Drive safe, and thanks for listening. Sun sets down on the painted sky. It's always hard to say goodbye. 
Heaven leave your smile behind I take all of you with me The open road it calls to me The places I go, the people I see I bring everything they need And help the world to move along One mile down and a thousand more to go I carry the load down the Shine, I weather the storm The pictures I keep up above Remind me of love back home I tell my son the faces I see The day to day they rely on me One day you will understand I help the world to move along One mile down and a thousand more to go I carry it Again, thanks for joining us. Uh, again, that was Rob Anthony, robanthonymusic.com, down the road, a great song. Uh, be sure to check in again Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, uh, 6, uh, 6, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you're interested in any kind of transportation mystery, Amelia Earhart, whatever happened to her, uh, I'll, I'll look forward to you uh, joining us there. And uh, I got my computer going again, so all is well. Good night, everybody. Thanks a lot. I appreciate all of you. Have a great night. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.